0: welcome to the sex and psychology podcast i am your host dr justin laymiller i am a social psychologist and research fellow at the kinsey institute and author of the book tell me what you want the science of sexual desire and how it can help you improve your sex life every year major porn websites release data and statistics on what people are watching their insights show that gay and lesbian porn are consistently amongst the most popular genres And while LGBTQ consumers are undoubtedly a big part of this viewership, it turns out that a lot of heterosexually identified people are tuning in as well. So some people are drawn to porn that isn't necessarily what you would expect based on their sexual identity labels alone. That's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to focus mostly on heterosexual women who enjoy watching gay male porn. We'll discuss why so many women find this kind of erotic content to be arousing why straight porn often isn't appealing to straight women, whether the rise of porn made by women for women is changing what women are watching, and so much more. I am joined by Lucy Neville, a lecturer in criminology at the University of Leicester. She is a feminist and activist whose research explores sex and sexuality in different forms, as well as how sex intersects with violence. A published writer of erotica herself, under a pen name, She is interested in the changing landscape of pornography, including how women interact with porn and erotica on both a personal and societal level. She is author of the book, Girls Who Like Boys Who Like Boys. This is going to be an amazing conversation. Stick around and we're going to jump in right after the break. The Kinsey Institute at Indiana University has been investigating issues of sex, gender, and relationships for 75 years. To commemorate the Institute's 75th anniversary, they will be hosting events all throughout the year, including art exhibitions, research lectures, a book club, dance performances, and much more. Visit their website at kinseyinstitute.org or follow them on social media for the latest details. You can follow them on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Kinsey Institute. Enhance your sexual performance with FirmTech. Check out their tech ring, which is designed to give you harder, longer-lasting erections while also tracking your erectile fitness. Wear it at night to monitor nocturnal erections and cardiovascular health, or wear it during lovemaking for a boost in the bedroom. Unlike other erection rings, FirmTechs is easy to put on, adjustable to your comfort, and it can go on whether you're hard or soft. To learn more, check the show notes or visit myfirmtech.com and be sure to use my exclusive discount code, JUSTIN20, to save 20% off your purchase. Again, that's myfirmtech.com. Hi, Lucy, and welcome to the Sex and Psychology Podcast.
1: Hi, Justin. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here
0: thank you so much for joining me you have a fascinating career you have a phd in forensic psychology you conduct research on pornography and you write erotica in your spare time so there's a ton that we could talk about but i want to focus on your research on porn in this episode so let's talk about how you got into researching porn in the first place so what is it that drew you to this area
1: Sure. Well, I did my my PhD, which seems like a a million years ago now, was looking at violence towards sex workers. And I did a lot of research looking at sex work and particularly violence experienced in sex work settings and sort of violence enacted by the state on sex workers as well through laws and the policing of sex work. And then I also did quite a bit of work on domestic violence. And after a while, it just felt like everything in my work life just focused on sex as being a source of contention and miserable and pain and misery and death. So I just really wanted to spend some time researching ways that sex and things related to the sex industry could also be a source of like joy and pleasure. So looking at porn, particularly Women's engagement with porn as a site for resistance and resisting kind of heteronormativity and the suppression of female desire in a way that women can sort of seek pleasure and enjoy themselves and actually have fun um, with stuff to do with sex was just like a really nice break for me. So it it wasn't particularly criminological or forensic psychology focused. It didn't go down too well with my uh, head of department at the time. But just, it was just a really nice sort of break from looking at quite depressing topics around gender and sexuality.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that. And I can totally understand wanting to kind of balance things out a little bit, because when you focus on just one thing all the time, no matter what that thing is, it can get a little bit. I don't know what the word is that I want to say, but it, it can be a little bit too much. So having something else to balance it out, maybe something a little bit more fun.
1: Absolutely. I, I didn't, throughout my entire PhD, I didn't date. And I was complaining to a friend about it. And she was like, do you think it's maybe that you spend all day looking, reading case files about the terrible violence that men enact upon women? And I was like, maybe... But you might have a point there. Yeah, maybe that maybe that is the reason. <laughs>
0: so, I wrote a blog post about one of your studies a while back that was very popular, and it was all about why so many women like to watch gay porn. And I know you went on to write a whole book about this topic. So, let me begin with the question of what do we know about the prevalence of what some researchers refer to as identity-discrepant porn viewing. So in other words, they're viewing porn that doesn't necessarily line up with their sexual identity label. One example of this would be a heterosexual person who watches gay porn. So what do we know about how common this is as a phenomenon?
1: Obviously, it's a reasonably accepted folk wisdom, although not particularly well-researched, That heterosexual men like watching lesbian strong inverted comments here <laughs> pornography but people tend to view that as part of the way that men are sexualized to consume sort of pornography products that feature women they don't tend to view that as anything that's unusual or i guess queer in any way it's seen as sort of a straightforward part of heterosexual masculinity so then in terms of outside of that specific phenomena we don't know a huge amount about it, which is one of the reasons why I was interested in studying it. But the data that we're getting from places like Pornhub shows that it is quite common. So, for example, I think like sort of when I wrote the book so about three years ago, Pornhub estimated that 37% of traffic to its male-male gay section was from women. So obviously we don't know from that how those women defined their sexuality, but they were definitely watching sex that they themselves could never have and in quite large numbers. So that's certainly a, a viable secondary market for gay male pornography. So I think it is, everything that I have read suggests that it is quite common. And I'm surprised that it hasn't been explored a bit more. I think when it has been looked at in psychology, historically, psychologists have tended to look at it through a lens that sort of makes it a bit problematic and sort of linked it to various mm, like fetishes or like paraphilias or even sort of gender dysmorphia and things like that. And I'm not sure that's necessarily true or helpful. I think there's all sorts of reasons why people might want to consume sexual, sexually explicit media that doesn't align with their own sexuality or their own gender identity or any of that. They've got nothing to do with more... Some serious psychological issues.
0: I totally agree with everything that you just said. And I also, you know, appreciate the caveats around the inferences or insights we can draw from data provided by places like Pornhub, because we know that they're not dealing with a representative sample of the population. And So it kind of makes it hard to extrapolate from that, but based on statistics to some of these porn sites, it does seem to be like a pretty common thing where people might engage in this identity-discrepant porn viewing. So we think as far as we know, that a fair number of straight people watch gay porn. And I've seen in some other research that there's also a fair number of gay people who watch straight porn, so this can go in any direction. But it does seem to be particularly common for women to partake in this identity discrepant viewing. But before we explore the appeal of gay porn, and uh, in particular, gay male porn for women, let me ask, what is it about heterosexual porn that straight women just aren't really connecting with? Why is it unappealing to a lot of them?
1: So I think that's really interesting because when I was doing my interviews and my questionnaire with women who watched gay male pornography, a lot of their initial responses to this was not to talk about what they liked about gay male porn, although they went on to talk about to talk about that it was to jump straight in with what they didn't like <laughs> about heterosexual pornography so a lot of the time they were saying you know, and you see this a lot in the literature as well they were unable to separate the politics from this sort of easy enjoyment of what they were watching and that stopped them getting turned on because they would be like oh I'm, I'm not sure if I can be comfortable this person's consenting to this does this make me a bad feminist am I implicit in the oppression of women um and that that just really sort of killed their hard on, really, because nobody wants to be worrying um, about sort of global political issues when you're trying to enjoy yourself and get off. And also sort of speaking about how it brought out almost, I don't know, maternal instincts. So particularly with older women saying when they watched heterosexual pornography, I remember one of my participants said, oh, I just want to give the actresses a cuddle and then give them some chicken soup and put a dressing gown on <laughs> like them. Not, not really sexy feelings. And particularly women who were into more hardcore stuff at BDSM and kink. They found that when it was a heterosexual pairing, if, if the woman was if the woman was in the sub position, all those sort of issues then around gender politics came crashing back in. And then a lot of them sort of spoke. saying but when it was either two women or two men, there was a feeling that nobody was physically going to be forced into doing something they didn't want to do. That they could that they could resist that and also a lot of people talking about male porn actors having more agency and facing less social stigma which i don't think is necessarily 100% true i mean obviously there's gay for pay and all sorts of issues in the in the in the gay porn industry but certainly for for a lot of women that just felt less less obviously problematic and then there are also women who said they didn't like heterosexual porn because the actresses had you know unattainable body types and that just made them go off in a sort of spiral of self-loathing instead of enjoying what they were watching and there were women who would then be like oh I, I wouldn't like it if somebody did that to me so that's now put me off what's going on on the screen whereas when they were watching two men together it was pure fantasy there was none of that real life or their own sex lives or their own hang-ups about their ability to orgasm or their bodies intruding on that pleasure of, of viewing that.
0: So it sounds like for a lot of heterosexual women, when they're watching straight porn, they're kind of thinking about it at this meta level about what are the gender politics here or what are the implications? How does this intersect with my own sex life and sexual desires and you know if you're thinking about porn at that level yeah it's probably not going to be super enjoyable and so that leads a lot of women to pursue other forms of erotic content and you know certainly we could do a ton of different podcasts on this because we could talk about erotic fiction and all of these other sorts of avenues through which people might obtain erotic pleasure or fulfillment but many women turn to gay male porn so what is it about gay male porn in particular that so many women find to be appealing or arousing
1: so a lot of the women i spoke to i think because there had been research coming particularly out of psychology before, which had viewed this sort of viewing as being, you know, something about these women, which was weird (laughs) or freakish. And so a a lot of women were quite defensive and initially were very, very quick to say, well, I like it because boys are hot. Like, you know, I like men. I'm attracted to men. Why wouldn't I want to see more men? Why does it have to be this deep, complex psychological issue? Like no one questions the fact that heterosexual men like to watch girl on girl porn because it's like, well, hey, more tits. So there was this sort of pushback at this, like, at this initial idea that, that this needs to be psychologized, if you like, in a way that this needs to be understood on some deep emotional level, that it, that it needs to be anything more than boys are hot and I like eye candy. But obviously then the more I, I spoke with women or the more in-depth these questionnaires when a lot of other answers came out that were a bit deeper than that. So, this idea of the equality this sort of erotic equality between two same sex partners came up a lot, as well as the very visible cues for male pleasure in in gay male pornography so obviously I to have to tell you that I know you know ejaculation doesn't necessarily equal orgasm, but for most women when they were looking at it, they were like, "I can tell he's having a good time, I can see he's got an erection, I can see he's ejaculated." everything's great, happy ending, yay. Whereas when they were watching women in pornography, they were like, I'm not really convinced that was a real orgasm. That seems super fake. <laughs> so just the very obvious cues for physical pleasure and enjoyment they saw in gay male pornography made the viewing a lot more pleasurable and a lot a lot less sort of icky <laughs> um, for a lot of the women. And They also talked a lot about the way that male pornography like makes love to the male body. Um, So a lot of women saying in straight pornography, you know, you don't see much of the man's face, you don't see much of his body outside of the disembodied cock as one of the women referred to it. Whereas they were like, the gay male gaze appreciates (laughs) the entire beauty of the male body. And a lot of women were like, that's really enjoyable. I I want a camera that lingers on aspects of the male body outside of of, of the genitals. And I want a camera that allows me to see the male face in ecstasy, because that's also something which is, you know, very pleasurable. So I think there are a lot of aesthetic choices that that gay porn directors make about how they show men that that straight porn directors don't, that, that women liked. And, you know, the diversity of body types in gay porn as opposed to heterosexual porn that there was this more opportunity for different kinds of body types and different kinds of looks and different kinds of actors, so women felt more catered to than the sort of generic Ken doll <laughs> kind of porn actor you see quite a lot in in heterosexual pornography.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like there are a lot of different potential reasons why a heterosexual woman might be drawn to gay porn, and I personally know a lot of women over the years where this was their preferred porn genre, and. It really lines up with what you're saying is that different people were drawn to it for different reasons. So, for example, one of my friends who was really into it, I knew she had a history of sexual trauma. And I think for her, watching heterosexual porn was triggering in some ways. And so in terms of watching gay porn, it didn't have to have that association with that sexual history that's traumatic and that she doesn't want to relive. And so I think for some people, it can kind of serve that sort of escapist role. And I think that did come up in your research.
1: I had a really interesting interview with one woman who'd experienced sexual abuse um, as a child. And she initially was into quite quite hardcore BDSM like gay male porn and erotic writing like really hardcore and she said part of that was that she wanted to see men suffer and men suffer in a sexual context and it was a sort of act of kind of vengeance and quite cathartic for her then she said over time that sort of softened and changed into just a general interest in gay male pornography one because it didn't trigger her but also after she sort of got over some processing some of that initial trauma she realized that actually she just genuinely liked it even when it was fairly vanilla and she still found that enjoyable and for her she sort of said she didn't really tell anybody about the abuse she's never had therapy for it and for her that journey with pornography was incredibly therapeutic for her and helped her then be able to have heterosexual relationships as, a, as an adult woman when for a long time as a teenager she just hadn't so I think you know a lot of people can be quite disparaging about people researching porn as I'm sure you're aware and they're like why is this important this isn't a big issue but so many of the stories that people told me were so profound in terms of how their experience of pornography and its impact on their sex life had impacted on their overall health and happiness that I don't think this is a trivial area to research at all. But I, th- I think it's, it's really important. And as you say, I think that's a really key reason why a subset of women are interested in this kind of pornography.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I think it is a valuable and important area of research and it can tell us a lot about us and our sexuality. And anecdotally, in terms of some of the other straight women I know who are into gay porn, you know, for some, it's just the novelty, like, hey, this is something that's just totally new and different. I think for some, it's also, it feels kind of like a taboo because they're kind of entering this world that they've never been part of or seen before. And maybe for some of them it's about thinking this is something you're not supposed to do or not supposed to like and so that taboo element of it might be appealing to some as well so certainly very diverse motivations in terms of what might lead some people to want to watch this type of pornography and i think the part you mentioned about the pleasure appearing more genuine is a really interesting one because i've had to watch a Fair amount of porn as part of my job. You know, it's important for me to understand what it is that people are drawn to. And yes, you know, certainly I've watched some for myself as well. Most people have watched porn at one time or another. But one of the things that you can see that is really different, or at least it's striking to me in terms of, on average, the gay porn versus heterosexual porn that I've seen, is that you do see a lot more attention to faces in gay male pornography. And you see a lot of smiling, right? And just, People look like they're having a good time and it doesn't always feel so over and inauthentic. You know, a lot of straight porn just feels like, all right, they're going through the motions. This feels very performative. And certainly you can find gay porn that is very performative as well. You know, <laughs> you can't paint any porn genre in broad strokes, but on average, I do think there's a difference in that perceived authenticity. And when people look like they're having a good time, that can certainly make it much more arousing. Now, something that you brought up in your book is this idea of eroticizing equality, and how for many women who enjoy man on man porn, part of their enjoyment is based on the partner's actual or perceived versatility, meaning that they don't necessarily just take on one sexual role. So, for example, even within the same scene, You might have two people who each take the insertive role and each take the penetrative role at different points in time so can you speak a little bit about this idea of sexual equality as being part of the appeal of gay male porn to some women
1: yeah absolutely so uh, again i think a lot of women spoke to this by first speaking about what they didn't like in heterosexual porn and you know, some of them commended the work of feminist porn directors in trying to make content for women, which was more empowering. Again, I'm putting this in inverted commas, and that's a bit of a problematic word when we're talking about porn. And that gave the women more agency and also just generally in, in popular media and television and in film sort of showing women being more agentic in sex scenes. But they were like, but at the end, <laughs> one person's going to get fucked, and it's going to be the woman. and we all know how that bo- what that boils down to. Certainly, they felt the, the the possibility for that kind of versatility between two men to be quite exciting. The fact that that meant that was something which had to be negotiated or discussed, as opposed to just a foregone conclusion. And even if sort of switching didn't happen in in mid scene, although a lot of women liked that too, they liked sort of overall content in in pornography or or in written erotica where there was that versatility. And I found that really interesting because certainly in a lot of the literature around women engaging with gay porn and slash fiction and and gay male erotica in the 90s and early noughties, there was this sort of fixation on this idea that women would identify with the bottom um, in any given scene, and and that's what they were imagining. And really that wasn't coming out at all. There was a strong emphasis on, on this sort of, enjoyment of the versatility or the potential for versatility and also some pushback on that with women saying well why would I want to sell you know imagine myself as being the receptive partner during sex because I get I get that all the time that is my sex life actually I'm much more interested in imagining myself as being the penetrative partner in sex because that feels like really new that feels like very exciting to me because it's not something I would often get to do you know, unless they have a unless they have a, a husband who's who's up for pegging. I think a lot of them found that idea very very exciting and and they just enjoyed that that idea of equality, which they then felt sort of spilled over into everyday life. So again, I'm not saying this is necessarily true, but then there's this perception that then the, the gender politics of the relationship between two men outside of just the the sex would also be less defined by tradition and well x does this job and y does this job this sort of greater opportunity for an overall sense of of compromise and collaboration and negotiation that made the whole scene kind of feel sexier
0: so interesting so something else that you talk about in your book is how porn scholars don't necessarily agree on whether watching gay porn is an act of feminism because women are taken completely out of the equation in terms of what's shown on screen. And personally, whenever I see these debates about whether something is feminist or not, I always see someone who seems like they're judging other women for their choices. And I'm like, wait, isn't that the opposite of feminism? When you start making this whole purity test thing out of it? You know, I thought the point of feminism was that women were supposed to be free to make their own choices and decisions without being judged or shamed for them. So I'm curious as to what your take is on this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's my take as well. I mean, I think I've always signed up to a form of feminism, which is about taking these sort of ideals of of equality and the acceptance of kind of softer values and vulnerability and compassion and applying them generally across everybody, male, female, non-binary, not Not just centering women. For example, I I find a lot, you know, when you talk about being a feminist, people go, oh, you must have really liked Margaret Thatcher, who was our prime minister in the UK in the 80s. And I'm like, no, because she was not a feminist. Like, she was a woman, but she did a great deal of damage to to many, many women and indeed many people in, in our country because she was extremely right wing and not a very compassionate or caring person. So I think this idea that oh, feminism means centering women or putting women or more women on the screen or thinking about things about empowering individual women is a problem because for me that that's not what it means at all. So certainly, I can see the problem if you start linking it into wider media because obviously historically, Media has tended to focus on heterosexual, cisgender, white men and their stories and their pain, and everybody else is just prop devices to sort of forward their their overarching plot. So I can see where some of that concern comes from, but I don't I don't think enjoying gay male pornography as a woman is anti feminist in any way. I don't really think that 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 that, that's a, that doesn't feel like a valid argument to me. I understand it, but it's not something that resonates with me.
0: And related to that, another concept you discuss in your book is this idea of gay appropriation which is defined as exploiting male male sexual culture in order to achieve sexual gratification and some people say that this is wrong because it objectifies men and it fetishizes gay sex and if you consider a guy who watches lesbian porn to be pervy or as engaging in objectification then why wouldn't the same standard apply to women who are watching gay male porn but on the other hand some would say that women watching gay porn can serve as a way to unite women in gay men around common goals like ending heteronormativity so can you speak to your thoughts on this idea of gay appropriation
1: yeah i mean so because i also personally enjoy gay porn it's something that i was hyper aware of when i was doing this research because i was aware that this might be an issue in particular where i was allowing my personal position and my, my design not to view myself as a terrible appropriating pervert <laughs> get, get in the way of my ability to kind of subjectively look at the data i guess right off the bat i'd say i feel there is a difference though in so much as a lot of so-called lesbian porn is specifically made for and catering for the straight male gaze whereas when women are watching gay male porn they tend to be watching porn which has been made for gay men so i feel it's less like they're co-opting part of the industry and kind of dragging it (laughs) into their you know into their core, if you like, and more that they're just voyeurs of, of a media product designed for somebody else. But given that this argument came up quite a lot in the literature, I then did run a survey with men who have sex with men who watch porn and asked them what they thought about it. And the overwhelming majority of men who I surveyed were like... Pfft. You, you do you girls. <laughs> Not a problem. Some of them said, yeah, actually I think it's great. I think it offers this opportunity for like meaningful like alliances being formed. I think it helps, you know, broaden people's minds. You know, if straight people are watching gay content, that's fabulous because it means more gay content will be made. And hopefully it means that people are going to be broadly less homophobic and that might impact on politics and, and wider social issues. But the most of them were just like whatever, porn is porn, it should be for everybody, just enjoy it, like, we don't need to get so deep about this. So I do feel perhaps this is something which concerns academics and activists, and I understand why, but for for general people who don't spend ages thinking about the politics of sex like we do, they're like, yeah, whatever, (laughs) do what you like. I think it's a really interesting discussion that's important to have. But I think it's a slightly esoteric discussion. I'm, I'm not sure how much how much relevance it has for ordinary porn viewers.
0: I agree with that, and you know, as somebody who was steeped in academic culture for many years. So sometimes the things that they debate just aren't things that really matter to the (laughs) average person. Now, we're running short on time, but I have one more question for you about the topic of porn, which is whether you think that the rise of porn made by women for women, such as work by the director Erica Lust, will lead more heterosexual women to gravitate back to straight porn or whether gay porn will continue to hold its appeal so in other words if there was more heterosexual porn out there that appealed to straight women would so many of them still watch gay porn
1: i think that's an interesting question i guess it depends a little bit on the motivations for watching gay porn in the first place um, I also, I mean, the vast majority of women in my sample, which was over 500 women, also did watch heterosexual porn and, and they read romance novels and they read heterosexual erotica. So for most of them, apart from those who, who found it triggering, that was also part of of their sort of sexual repertoire. It wasn't like they didn't engage with that kind of pornography at all. So I, for me, that's how I would see things continuing. I think perhaps there would be a move towards perhaps consuming more heterosexual porn proportionally than women do currently. But I feel there's there's an appeal in gay male porn which isn't likely to go away just because there's sort of better heterosexual porn being made. And I think part of that ties into some of the other really interesting points that some of the women made about this idea of the female gaze and how women are are sort of socialised to... to to look at the world through male eyes because so much of the art and literature we consume is is by men and kind of aimed at other men. Uh, And how many women in my sample also spoke about the fact that they often imagine themselves as a man having sex with other men or having sex with women when they masturbate. So it was also part of their fantasy life, this sort of male identity, and that they would sometimes imagine themselves having sex but sometimes they would imagine them as a man and that was also part of their fantasy repertoire so clearly that's quite embedded in how how some women approach sex and fantasy more generally and i'm not sure that would necessarily change just just because we're getting more feminist heterosexual porn being made but i still welcome the fact that it is being made
0: Yes, and I agree with your perspective. And actually, a couple of years ago, I went to a screening for some films by Erica Lust in New York City because I was a speaker at an event where they were doing a screening for this. And so it was my first time seeing this type of pornography on screen. And it was a totally different category and genre, and unlike anything else I had ever really seen. And there's very little focus on the penis, and it's much more artistic in a lot of ways. And so I think you're right, it does raise the interesting question of would people gravitate to that more and and to gay porn less or are these things just serving different needs? And I think what we're seeing in your research is that women have a pretty diverse erotic repertoire when it comes to sources of sexually explicit and erotic materials. And so maybe there's just a desire for different things to strike you when you have different moods or you know, maybe when you want, to not think as much about what it is that you're watching, you know, so there can be different reasons why you might be drawn to different categories. So thank you so much for this amazing conversation, Lucy. It was a pleasure to have you here. Can you please tell my listeners where they can go to learn more about you and your work and get a copy of your book, Girls Who Like Boys Who Like Boys?
1: sure so i'm on twitter as blue stocking with an underscore between the blue and the stocking and then i'm i work at leicester university in the uk so i've got a website if you type in lucy level leicester university you'll see my page come up and i'm also happy if anybody wants to read any of my erotica i'm happy to reply to emails and let you know my non-deplume as well i don't go super public with it but i don't keep it massively private either
0: well thank you for your time and thank you to my listeners to keep up with new episodes of this podcast visit my website sex and psychology at sexandpsychology.com, or subscribe on your favorite platform where i hope you'll take a moment to rate and review the show you can also follow me on social media for daily sex research updates i'm on twitter at justin laymiller and instagram at justin j laymiller also be sure to check out my book tell me what you want thanks again for listening until next time